Shop their in-stock inventory at I Care of the Bighorns, 1033 Coffin Avenue in Sheridan. Are you looking for your own piece of rural property? Well, let's talk about 1947 Sussex Road near KC. This private 40 acres is zoned agricultural, has 28 irrigated acres with ditch water, plus sprinklers off a well. Powder River runs right through the property and has great fishing, plus whitetail, mule deer, and occasional elk. If you're interested in 1947 Sussex Road, call Dolly Bellis at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Weather is changing, but allergies are present year-round. Pollen and grass are not always to blame. There are dust mites, molds, and pet dander that also contribute to allergy and sinus issues. Whether you need an allergy consult or any other appointment related to sinuses, ear, nose, or throat issues, our team at Sheridan Memorial Hospital Ear, Nose, and Throat will work with you to evaluate your concerns. To schedule an appointment or learn more, go to SheridanHospital.org. ERA Carroll Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. Five winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Legacy Diamond and Gems, Tiny Twigs Baby and Kid, Red Shed Redos, and Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Just go to the contest page at sharedandmedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. Hi, this is Lisa Hansen with ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Volunteer Fire Department will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning, I am joined by Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. Good morning, LT. Now, uh, when it comes to how you're doing, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a big secret. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, one second, one second. We're getting a microphone adjusted here. Trevor, Trevor is on it. He's, he's getting her done. Yeah, let's uh, let's swap a mic. Move over. There you, you go. There. I got you now. Sounds good. We'll oh. get that one figured out. But uh, sorry about that. Yeah, you've had. I'm I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. I'm up and I'm moving, so that's good. Um, 
you can easily take a good back for granted. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and and it can go bad pretty dang quick. Yeah. Uh, now, just so folks know, uh, this wasn't uh, during an altercation or anything like that, or it wasn't during an arrest. No. But you were on duty. Well, yeah, I will just tell you the most dangerous thing that I've done to injure myself in 17 years is vacuum a patrol car. Uh, <laughs> it's always those little things that get you, isn't it? Man, uh, tell you what, I've I've done a few things as we've talked about over the years um, from even before law enforcement and even into law enforcement and vacuuming a patrol car. That's what, that's what got me. You know, I knew, what a, I knew a soldier who jumped out of a Humvee too fast. That's that's all it was. Just something as simple as getting out of a car. Yeah. And shot their back. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully I get good news on Thursday and that maybe it's something that doesn't need a whole lot of attention and just some good therapy and, and life will be better. But we'll see. A couple hot packs, some ice packs. Man, I, I, I've been going through some ice packs at the house. <laughs> yeah. My wife has been taking good care of me there. We've oh, got we're good. icing it all the time and taking some Epsom salt baths and I can move. I can get up and move around. So I'm, I'm happy I can do that much. <sighs> Me too. And I really do appreciate you coming in. Uh, Absolutely, man. I know, I know it can't be too easy, but uh, I do appreciate you here. Now, switching subjects on us, has fall been a good season on the highways and the interstate this year? Oh, man, it's been beautiful. Has it? It's That's so great. nice out, man. I love this weather. We had one real good storm, right, that came through. Um, we've had for the year, and this fall has been no different, we've been up on fatal crashes across the state um and chair or johnson county hasn't been immune to it campbell county's been rough this year um they've had a few so we've we're still up on our fatal numbers this year from where we were at last year in fact i think we are now right at what we had for a total of last year we've hit now middle of november so with six weeks still left to go in the six or seven wow. weeks still left to go in the year. Rough weeks um, too. So yeah. Yep. So it's been, it's been busy there and it's just little things like falling asleep, playing with your radio. Um, one was an impairment. Um, not just the things that we talk about all the time that distracted driving, not being focused on what you have in front of you. Um, driving way too fast on slick roads and losing it. I mean, that's that's what we're seeing. So the things that we talk about and have been talking about for years um, are still things that are causing people to lose their lives, and it's sad. It is sad. You know, a lot of those can be prevented. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, I had a, a section here where I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, um, distracted driving, cell phones, there's TVs in cars. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of distractions in these vehicles. I, w I wrote a report once on a car that uh, had come out with the most advanced technology. And unfortunately, the entire front panel was just decorated with high-tech looking stuff. Mm -hmm. And I failed to see how that made driving any safer backup cameras that's different love it tvs multiple station radios that you gotta fiddle with for far too long to find something to listen to that kind of stuff gets people killed and one more thing especially cell phones oh yeah that is one thing that ever since i started in the news world has been a consistent danger to people 
is is distracted driving because they got to answer that text. They got to check that uh, message. They got to make sure that uh, they got a like on that thing. And it just seems so trivial at that point. It, the last thing you want to do. And I think I think that's you you hit it really well. There is it's that perspective of is this really that important right now? And um, how easy it is for us to to be so comfortable in doing it because how many times have we done it, myself included? I'll raise my hand, and nothing bad ever happened. Yeah, right. I, it happens all the time. We'll talk about some technology here in a little bit, and the distractions that we have in our patrol car is incredible. Um, and so when you think about all of those things, like how important is it right at this moment? I've had guys tell me they were like, I can tell when you're trying to answer an email while you're driving down the road. Yeah, because when I'm behind you, you're all over the place. I'm like, well, yell at me then. <laughs> tell me, yeah, tell me exa- about yeah, that. correct me. Like, yeah, that's okay. Like, if I if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm trying to answer an email to my boss real quick, like you can holler at me and be like, hey, boss, get off your computer. Yep, got you. That's that's a good buddy check, right? Like, let's keep each other in line and, and doing the right things. So it and happens, and it just amazes me how fast uh, you think you're being quick. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I just need to type two, three word response. And then you look up and the distance that you've traveled is probably twice what you estimated. Oh, yeah. And the distance at which you have gone off to one side or the other is also probably two <laughs> to three times more than you thought you would. It's totally. incredible. Totally. And so when it comes to this, I mean, what can you say to drivers? What can you tell the public that we haven't talked about already where it's just put it down? Yeah, I you know, I think I think as a as a culture, right? We've gotten so stuck on this immediacy that when when somebody sends out a request for something, you want to give them that information as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. That's what we that's what we as a culture have gotten to, right? Because nothing's nothing's an envelope and mailed to anybody anymore. It's it's automatic, it's instant. There's there's this response. You can order something. We were in Nashville, Tennessee this summer, which was really cool. I think we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, we were going to order rain jackets. I could order rain jackets in off of Amazon at, from my hotel in Nashville, and they were going to deliver them that afternoon. Wow! So that there's that kind of instant stuff that we have as a culture, right? That that we we see this now, and so we want that, and so we want to provide that, right? When my boss sends me something, when one of my guys asks me something, I want to give them that response back. When my daughter reaches out to me and says, "Hey, Dad, can I do this?" Right. My initial reaction is I want to respond to that right away. And I think we all are that way. I think we have just kind of become wired that way, that there's this, there's this desire to respond immediately. Well, if, if it's something that does require an immediate response, what's the safest way that we can do that? And I think that's what we lose track of is we just want to make that response right away. So we do. We grab our phone and we make that response right away. Instead of thinking through, hey, I'm traveling at 80 miles an hour right now, which at 80 miles an hour we're Roughly 130 feet per second is what you're traveling at 80 miles an hour. So you're you're cooking. Yeah. You're you're gobbling up some some real estate, and we don't think about all that stuff either, right? Because we think about the the need to respond right away. And I think that's something that if we could just instill in our kids and remind ourselves of all the time, like if if this is something that needs an immediate response, let's pull over. Let's let's make the phone call instead of responding with the text. Let's let's give them that information when they need it in the safest way possible. And if it's something that can wait until you get to your destination, then wait until you get to your destination and then make that response. 
Yeah. And I think that's what we get we lose track of. And and I that's for me, I think that's the biggest thing that I catch myself is I feel this need to respond right away because that's important. People need to hear back from me. They've requested something from me and I want to give that to them as quickly as I can. I think that's what what get caught up in. And and is like I can remember I had a first sergeant who had a Bluetooth connected mm-hmm. to his phone. He's one of the first guys that had it in yep. the state. And it was just this cool technology that he had. And top could talk to you anywhere. Yep. Hands-free type of technology like that. That's legal to have in the car. It is. Right? I it can have a conversation is. with a hands-free unit. Yep. Some cars, uh, I've got a Terra with a special radio that links up to my phone. And I can talk because uh, I got a little microphone in there on the top mm-hmm. of uh, my dashboard, I can just answer my phone call and talk that way. That's yep. also legal. Totally. It is not legal, and correct me if I'm wrong, it is not legal to have the phone in your hand up to your ear. No, you can. You can do that in you Wyoming. Can do you that. can okay. do that in Wyoming. Um, there's some towns that have outlawed that. So, like, the city of Cheyenne has a municipal order against doing that. Um, the city of Rock Springs has adopted a municipal ordinance against doing that. I believe Casper was on there, but don't quote me on that one. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. We do have some municipalities in Wyoming that have said, we don't want you picking up your phone and talking on your phone. So if you're in our town, you have to use a hands-free device, period. Okay. Um, the state of Wyoming has not adopted that yet. The state of Wyoming is still, you can pick up your phone and talk on, on your phone with your phone up to your ear. Um, you just can't send or receive any electronic messaging. Okay. All right. I, I'm glad I got that cleared out because yep. I'm seeing people on their phone all the time and I'm thinking, don't they know that's illegal? <laughs> well, it's because it's not here in the state Correct. of Wyoming. But check your city ordinance. They may have something against it and I don't want to get you in trouble. Now, when it comes to the technology in your patrol vehicle, not just in your patrol vehicle, on your body itself, I mean, that has changed so dramatically over the last, what, Two decades? Oh, man, a lot. Can you remember what you had to wear when you first put that uniform on? So, yeah. So when I first started on 2006, so we'll go back 2006, which doesn't seem like that long ago. It really doesn't. The older we get, we're getting there, Floyd. Here we are. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, 2006, when I I started with the Highway Patrol, I had a 8-millimeter, like, handheld camera that was bungee strapped to my dash. Oh, wow. That was my camera system. Um, I had a microphone that was connected through that system. That was this big box that I wore under my vest or under my uniform hooked to my vest that I could flip that switch on and off. And that was the microphone. And there was an antenna. The antenna was the cord that went to the actual mic. So you had to wrap the cord around your body to then connect it to the front of your shirt. So that way you had good coverage as your antenna because that cord was your antenna. So you clip that on underneath the shirt so that way you would have audio recorded. It was very poor audio. Um, the, the quality of the camera, if you were pursuing somebody, it was bouncing like crazy. It yeah. would make you seasick watching it. Um, I had that, and then I had a flip phone, cell phone, that as soon as you left Rock Springs, didn't work because there was no service. <laughs> as soon as you left Rock Springs. So in the town of Rock Springs, it worked really good. As soon as you left Rock Springs, 15 miles in any direction, you had no service anymore. And that was it. That was the technology and a radio. I had a radio and then obviously the light bar on top of the car. That was the technology that I had when I started this job in my patrol car. That was it. In fact, the, the radio was an AM FM radio as well. There wasn't even a cassette or disc player in the car. AM FM radio because 
Uh, at the time, our leadership had the the thought and the mentality of you don't need those distractions. You need to be working. Yeah. And so we don't. We you don't even need to listen to music. Obviously, we've changed, and and I don't have a problem with my guys listening to music while they're driving down the road. But that was the mentality back then: was you're out there to work, so you don't even need that kind of a technology. So it was hand crank windows, like that was what you drove. That was your patrol car, and I loved it. I had a blast. It was a 04 Chevy Impala, the old black and white with the great big vector V light bar on top of it. And that's what the technology was in the car. Fast forward 17 years to where we are today. And we have advancements in our radars. We have um, advancements in our camera systems to where now we wear, we have camera. So when I first started, I had the one camera that went out the front of my camera or the front of my windshield. That was the only camera that I had. Now I have a camera that goes, two different cameras that go out the front of my windshield. One's a 70 degree and one's a panoramic 180 degree. Um, I have a camera that I wear that's on my body. There's a camera that's in the cage and then there's a camera that's looking out the back of the car. Oh, wow. So we have that many cameras. Um, we have our, our radar technology goes out the front and out the back. So it's going in, in multiple different directions. So we can, we can detect speeds from people coming up behind us speeds of people that have already gone past us, speeds that are coming to us, and speeds that are in front of us going away from us. We can look at speeds in all sorts of different directions. Um, we have a tablet that's in our car that mounts into a dock with a keyboard and a mouse. We have all that right there, right next to us. And then you get to the vehicle itself, just even a base model vehicle that we have right now. Um, I have Apple CarPlay or Android um, CarPlay in my car that is good. I think that's a great technology that we have now because then guys don't need to be on their phone. They mm -hmm. can they can just use the steering wheel controls and answer stuff. Um, so into the vehicle itself, the, the gear shift in my Tahoe is push button. You push a button or you pull on a lever and it puts it into gear. And that's what you, uh, it's incredible the amount of technology that has changed. We have parking sensors front and rear in our cars. So when you're backing up or, or getting close to somebody, it alerts you of different things. So that change is huge, has grown immensely. We have connection almost anywhere on our cell phones now too. So you can get connection, internet connection for our tablet and for our cell phone. And it's not just you leave 10 miles out of town and you no longer have service. You have service all over the place now. So it has, it has grown leaps and bounds. Um, everything that we do as far as um, our day-to-day -day stuff, we have electronic paperwork, so everything's done electronically now. Our inventories are pictures that are taken on our phones and then submitted through a form on our phone that goes out to a server um, when, we did, when we do an inventory. Same with our digital evidence system is that way. Um, our regular evidence system, there's no hand filling out forms anymore for regular evidence. It's all a form online, and then you drop the stuff in a, in a box in the office. So everything has gone digital, everything has gone to some type of an electronic-based system um, to, to complete your day-to-day your -day job. Our citations are on a computer. We type out our citations on a computer and print them off. We have printers in our car. And so you print the citation wow. right there in the car and hand it to somebody. So, I mean, it's in 17 years, it has changed. They went from, I had a ticket book and a warning book and a pen, and you had to get good at penmanship because you get yelled at if people couldn't read your citation. <laughs> yeah. The courts couldn't read your citation. They were pretty cranky with you. And now it's just all electronic. And that, it's all digital. That's just amazing. Like your, your patrol 
cars mm-hmm. and trucks have now become essentially a working office. And with the cage in the back and the cameras, mm-hmm. uh, everything is on that either perpetrator or the witness, and you've got everything that can be submitted into court. Yep. That's absolutely amazing. With constant recording, too. So we, as soon as those guys hit the lights... Um, the camera locks 30 seconds prior to when they turned their lights on. So there's constant recording going on. So whenever they turn their lights on, it actually grabs that camera and says, okay, we want to lock it from 30 seconds before those lights came on. And we'll be able to see then everything that was going on on the body camera, on all those other cameras, 30 seconds prior to those lights ever coming on. We've got all of that captured as well. That's amazing. And and I imagine it's it's one of those situations, the more cameras, the better, because uh, it not just protects uh, individuals out there in the field, our, our patrol officers and our troopers, but it also protects uh, the public itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's just a win-win for everybody to oh, have sure. all of this tech. Um, how, how have some of the older troopers adapted to the onset of technology? Yeah, um, I would sadly consider myself to be one of those <laughs> um, 17 years into the job. Um, you know, some have, some have adapted really well to it. Uh, I look at uh, my sergeant here, Louis Tegdish. Louis a, a great troop. He came on a year after I did. Um, Louis does a great job with it. It's no, there's no issues. Um, we have another guy up here, Jake, came on a year before I did. Um, Jake has no issues with it. He... He sometimes gets frustrated if he can't remember his login because you have to log into all sorts of different stuff. (laughs) So he's like, what? I don't know what my password is to this one. So, I mean, there's, there's some of those little frustrations, but, but I think for the most part, um, it's become this standard and expectation. And that's kind of how we, when we hire guys too now, um, there's just this, Hey, this is, this is what the job is now. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming to us from another agency or another law enforcement, um, career and, coming into who we are and this is what the Wyoming Highway Patrol is about, then then this is the expectation is that that you learn these processes and this is what we do. Um, and, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I really don't. I think that we're able to retain information for a lot longer. We're able to, to learn and um, have have information about different people and build big databases of Hey, this is what we know about this address or this location or these people. Um, we're able to to learn that information and be able to access that quickly. And we can go back years and go, hey, I remember there was something. And now it's a simple search to, to look into that instead of having to pull out boxes of files and flipping through everything. Mm-hmm. It's a quick search and say, oh, yeah, yep, we did deal with something at this same spot. Let's let our traffic people know about this and say, hey, we've had a couple really bad crashes all in this exact same spot, um, and I can show you that pattern, and here you go. And it, it helps us in, in a lot of those ways. Absolutely, and then maybe YDOT can say, well, obviously that corner needs changed or Correct. something like that. On that, I've got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with the Wyoming Highway Patrol. Right after this, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match 
from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Volunteer Fire Department will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Is it okay if I use a four-letter word to really get people excited? Um, snow, Tommy, snow. Okay, you had me worried. Well, one thing you don't need to worry about is missing out on the new Skidoo models or getting your preseason service done on your sled. That's good. I don't want to miss out on a single inch of snow. Check out our new showroom full of the latest apparel and accessories to make sure that you and your sled are ready to ride in style this winter. Shop for all your Skidoo needs at Sheridan Power Sports today. Weather is changing, but allergies are present year-round. Pollen and grass are not always to blame. There are dust mites, molds, and pet dander that also contribute to allergy and sinus issues. Whether you need an allergy consult or any other appointment related to sinuses, ear, nose, or throat issues, our team at Sheridan Memorial Hospital Ear, Nose, and Throat will work with you to evaluate your concerns. To schedule an appointment or learn more, go to SheridanHospital.org. Just in time for your holiday dinners, the Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut for healthy holiday dinners. Experience the charm of Buffalo, Wyoming. Welcome to 25 Robinson Lane, a single-family, four-bedroom and three-bath home. Imagine waking up to breathtaking mountain views from your very own wraparound deck. Hardwood floor, central air, and not one but two cozy fireplaces. With a full walkout basement and two-car-attached garage. 25 Robinson Lane in Buffalo, where Wyoming living meets luxury. Contact Tristan Geis at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Hi, this is Liz Kincaid, host of the new video podcast called Sheridan County Ag Update. Join me each week as I visit with folks in our area about local agriculture issues, rodeo, 4-H, FFA, and more. You can find my video podcast each week and past interviews under the podcast tab or on the front page of SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan County Ag Update is presented by Heartland Kubota, Cowboy State Bank, and True Built Builders. So join me, Liz Kincaid, host of Sheridan County Ag Update on SheridanMedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning we're speaking with Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. And folks, forecasts are reporting a 30% chance of frozen rain and snow on Thursday with a high of 41 degrees. If I can borrow a phrase, winter is coming. The wife and I actually just purchased some new studded tires this year. Our daily commute can be a bit harrowing, and we want to have every advantage. LT, anecdotally, how often do you and the team see winter driving accidents within the district? Um, Is that kind of a depending-on-the-year type of situation, or is there about an average that we see? Um, We see... A fair number of crashes. Um, if, as I look across the state and I look at all of the crashes that occur statewide, so I'm looking at everything down on I-80 up 
I-25 through Casper and then up here. Um, we're, we're definitely this stretch between the Montana state line and Buffalo. And then you get a little further South, like Casey to Casper. Um, we, we definitely have a pretty decent number of crashes. The, the road conditions up here just, they get pretty nasty. And, uh, so trying to keep people on the road, keep people slowed down. Um, I, I would, I don't know that I would say we're, we're high, but when I look at the number of car crashes that we have in comparison to other areas of the state, we, we're kind of right up there with everybody else too. Yeah. Um, just a little bit below the, um, the Cheyenne area, a little bit below the Rollins area. Um, we we're neck and neck and sometimes higher than Casper. Um, wow. Yeah. So we, we definitely still see quite a few, um, crashes through this area. When it comes to preparing the car, Mm-hmm. the truck for winter what are some things we should know man make sure those tires are doing good make sure your tires are well that's that's your last line of defense against bad roads is what kind of tires you got on your car and uh we run really really um good quality uh winter tires on our patrol cars um we don't put studs in them but they're they're very good a lot of siping that's a lot of those lines in the tire um so you can get that added traction um, so make sure that you've got good tires on your vehicle. Um, make sure that everything's tight too. I think of my old, like 1972 Chevy pickup that I had. I loved that truck. Loved that truck. Did not like driving that truck in the wintertime because the steering was loose in it. It's an old 72 truck. Yeah. So when you have to herd that thing down the road on normal driving conditions, you add now slick roads and you're having to bounce that steering wheel back and forth a good eight inches either direction oh, to wow. keep it down the road. Right. That's, you're not. So, so make sure things are tight. Make sure that you, you can feel your vehicle as you're driving down the road and feel for it to be, to be slipping, for it to be sliding. Um, and, and again, like we always talk about, um, check your speed it, and, and make sure that we're traveling at a speed that is um, reasonable for the conditions that are out there. Um, that's just sitting up and paying attention. And if you got to drive slower than other people because you're just not comfortable on those roads, that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Take your time. Give yourself the extra time to get there, and you'll be good to go. Now, when it comes to closing the road, what are the situations that need to exist for you to make that call? So visibility is the biggest thing. Um, that's really what we look at is how far can people see down the road. Um, just because the road's really slick, really icy, doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to close the road. I'm just going to tell you to slow down. Take your time and, and get there. If you can see, I'm happy. If you can't see, I'm not happy. And so visibility is the number one reason why we close roads. Okay. And so in a big, heavy snowstorm, that's more than likely when we're going to start to see roads close. Not exactly because they're slick. Correct. Because we can still get from point A to point B. But if you can't see point B, you're not going anywhere. Yes. All right. LT, I've run out of time with you, my friend. I greatly appreciate you coming in. Uh, I know you kind of weathered your own storm to get here, and (laughs) I really do appreciate it. Absolutely, man. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Sheridan College's theater instructor, Dr. Lauren Graffin Estrada. When we return, stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 Caraway and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match 
from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Volunteer Fire Department will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Mossholder's Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholder's talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholder's will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholder's designers can get it done. Mossholder's, furniture is our passion. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Best Real Estate Team, and I'm curious, do you love your home? If so, great. We hope you continue to cherish what you can call yours. But if you had conversations with people who say that the right home for them is hopeless, the market has its challenges, but we don't want your friends, family, and people you know to feel like home ownership is impossible. So we're asking, do you know anyone looking for a new situation, whether it's their first home or a new home? Best is here to provide creative ideas and help those you know feel more prepared and hopeful than ever before. Call me, Colton, at 675-BEST or visit bestwi.net for all of your real estate needs. Proudly brokered by eXp. Hi, this is Dan Marshall with Captain Clean, and I'm proud to be a part of Wyoming's premier cleaning company. Whether we are extracting flood water from your home, cleaning a valued oriental rug, or helping you breathe healthier by air washing your ductwork, we are committed to ensuring our service is the best and our prices fit your budget. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726, or stop by any time time and tour our rug cleaning facility located in the heart of downtown Sheridan. We clean more for you. We're Captain Clean. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and smiles of children? Open your heart this year during the 26th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It's tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we've assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 24th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For our second part this morning, I'm joined by Sheridan College's theater instructor, Dr. Lauren Graffin Estrada. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I want to welcome you back to the show. It's always a pleasure having you on here, being able to actually talk about uh, the philosophy of theater, (laughs) I think. Um, Yeah. Uh, how has the theater department been this year? It's been awesome. I have a really great bunch of students in their room, so it's been a really fun semester, and we're doing lots of work, which is always great. I mean, as much as theater can be work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I know there's been a lot. There's a lot of components and pieces to a theater program, but if there's one class or one practice that you would suggest to your young actors, what would that be? One class to take. Um, 
begin in acting and begin in acting, I think, is often not a class that people expect it to be. I think they think we're going to be like serious actors in the room. And actually, it's an improv class. Um, but I think it's really important because what improv teaches you to do is uh, to play and to get back to the foundations of creation, like actually being able to create your own work. And it also teaches you how to look after the person in front of you. What I often find with younger actors is they want to impress it. They want to impress the audience, right? Yeah, yeah. But actually your job is to take care of the other people around you on stage and, and often to just forget about the audience. Um, so I think it's fundamental, but it's often not what people expect, right? They yeah. think they're going to come in and do script work and analyze text and monologue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be really serious. And I'm like, okay, let's do some whose line is there anyway games today. <laughs> well, that's fantastic though, because I think when I think about the opportunities that I've had uh, to get up on stage, mm-hmm. I'm, I've got that stage fright, you know, that, and really if we boil all that down, it's the, I have lost my ability to just be silly yeah, and allow myself to be silly in front of others. Yeah. And it's worrying about what people will think of you, right? Yeah. So I think once you start to concentrate on taking care of the other person on stage with you, it really takes away a lot of that because you are so busy looking after them. You're not thinking about what people, how people perceive you. Right. Your, yeah. Your job is to take care of them and to, to discover the scene with them. Um, it really takes that pressure off in a way that I think is really useful. It's also just a class that I think is really great preparation for life. Yes. <laughs> because you, you learn to think on your feet. You learn to make creative offers. You learn um, to be. You learn to f- take care of others, to collaborate in a way that I don't think you get in a lot of other classes. And I, I'll, I'll imagine there's some pretty good comments that come out of that. Whose line is it anyway? Is yeah. is one of those classic shows. My wife and I still watch clips of it on uh, our phones all the time. And it's one of our favorites to go to is like a relaxed type of show because yep. they're so fast. Mm-hmm. They're, they're quippy. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that isn't, I mean, it's as much a skill as it is a talent, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's practice. So I think a lot of students come in terrified, like, I'm not funny, I'll be awful at this. And and the goal of improv isn't actually comedy. Um, That's not really the goal. It's just that sometimes it often ends up being funny or inappropriate, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way it goes, right? (laughs) Yeah, but um, it's practice, and you really see in this piece of a semester, if someone is in class consistently, how they can transform through practice and practicing the skill. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, it definitely it gives you a kind of preparation for life that I think is is really useful. And it means that you become much more comfortable with speaking publicly maybe than you were before. Yeah. In some ways, I always think like you can take speech in, in college, which is great, but often we don't have time to prepare a speech. Um, so it gives you a set of skills for thinking on the spot and um, talking to people and and a set of skills for actually being your authentic self that I think maybe you don't find elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. The authentic self. I think that's amazing. That's a, that's a much more profound statement than I think a lot of people understand. Um, the authentic self, mm-hmm. because we live in these boxes of this is the way I'm supposed to behave. This yeah. is how I'm supposed to think. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to say. 
But if we just let that go, if we drop those walls and we just be. Yep. I'm very, I'm terrifyingly good at that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I should tuck some of that personality away. It's, it's a little much. <laughs> I think it's great. So if uh, if we were to take a step back and, and really boil it all down, what makes a good stage actor? Because one thing that I've noticed, uh, the difference between stage and, say, film, mm-hmm. subtlety, uh, I've always kind of felt that stage performers are a little more dramatic in their movements, a little more uh, dramatic in their facial expressions. Is that for the person in the back? What What are we doing there? <laughs> um, I have a fraught relationship with this idea. A lot of my students will say, when we're in musical theater, isn't everything supposed to be bigger? And I, I don't actually think that's true. Um, unless we're in, I don't know, an arena. Yeah. <laughs> I think the person in the back can see your face, um, you know, uh, bring your glasses to the theater. I think what makes a, a really great performer is that they are have a deep understanding of their body and how to use it. Oh, wow, yeah. I think that's one thing. And also an awareness of how other bodies move through the world so that we can start to think about how we apply that. I think... You also have a, a really good understanding of people and you have to have a connection to your own emotional life. So, yeah. And that's hard when you're young, actually. Um, because if you, don't ha- if you can't drop into character and understanding their feelings and emotions, you're limited. Your, your, performance, your performance work is going to be limited. Um, but to be able to do that, you have to have a connection to your own emotional life. Like an emotional intelligence and an empathy. Emotional intelligence, empathy, an awareness of your body. And I think I often wonder, is there that X factor, you know, charisma? Right, right. (laughs) Um, And I think that's what makes a really beautiful performer. And honestly, I think that flips to screen. Um, But screen requires a different level of patience and... um, being able to, like, if you have 50 texts, being able to commit each and every time, that requires a lot of patience. Oh, absolutely. Theater maybe doesn't require because we just keep moving. Yeah, we don't cut, <laughs> go back, and we're going to do this scene 50 Sometimes times today. Sometimes we wish today. we could. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we just keep moving, right? So, yeah. The show must go on. And it does, always. That's amazing. Uh because I always I always wonder about that subtlety. Because sometimes more can be said with a look or an expression than than with any any words. Yeah, and you know that's again something you see with a lot of young actors. If they're doing something that's um, serious, we like to yell. I often find we really love to yell. And I'm like, you know, if you if someone yells at you and threatens you or someone whispers at you and threatens you what scares you more <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting yeah um and i do think there's um yeah there's a place for that subtlety and really understanding people and um, the ways that they the things that they do to get what they want and, um it's often more complex than... to find that do you ever tell your students 
give me a backstory to to man on the street number four <laughs> we do that in beginning acting where i have him go walk oh i probably shouldn't tell people this i have him go walk down main street and people watch so you never know when you <laughs> that might be watched by a student right <laughs> when you become an experiment for beginning acting <laughs> but yeah i say bring something back into the room do we bring back um stories that we think are attached to these people do we bring back physicality do we bring back voice do we bring back a set of relationships let's see what we can do with that when we create scenes from that so yeah, we do do that. We look at people. When when you were performing, uh-huh. did you draw body movements, behaviors, maybe even subtle eye movements from people that you knew in your life? Yeah, I did. But you know, I often think back to when I was performing. Um, I was very young, and I don't know if I. I think the the older you get, the better you get. Um, because your understanding of people gets better, uh, your emotional intelligence is stronger. And um, so I think the older you get, the more you improve at that. Um, yeah. You become more interested in people. I think when you're 16, 17, 18, whatever it might be, you tend to be a little in your own bubble, right? You and, and your then, friends are the most important <laughs> thing on earth. And then as you get, and I know that depends on the person, it's not always age based, but as you get older, I think you really start to notice a lot more that you might have missed yeah when you were younger but yeah i did i did the best that i could do at that point in time (laughs) you feel that you would do a lot better now um yes but i also feel like i've been directing for so long it would be really hard for me to just be oh yeah Um, in the sense of in performance because i've been thinking critically for so long and looking at how things look and thinking about aesthetics and managing relationships it would be very hard for me to just in performance that's interesting yeah direct too long (laughs) (laughs) direct too long you won't be able to act anymore now uh tell us about the boy at the edge of everything yeah by finnegan krukemeyer it's um it's our play that we're putting on this semester and it's a family show so it's aimed for kids seven and up and it's a beautiful show it's about this little boy called simon who um his whole life feels overscheduled and he's really busy and it's really stressed him out. So he dreams of going to space and he accidentally ends up shooting into space and meeting the boy on the edge of everything. And the boy on the edge of everything is on the edge and there's nobody else there in space. So he's the opposite to Simon in a lot of ways because he, he can't participate in activities. He just watches everybody else do it from space. Oh, wow. So it's this really kind of beautiful piece. It's really fun. Um, so much of it is about their imaginations and how they tell the story of their lives. It's really playful. Um, and I always think that's such a beautiful thing for children to come and see is um, adults who play, right? Yeah. Um, so that all that's always just so special. So we take, we take a trip into space for this one. And you made the decision to tell the entire story from Simon's point of view. Yeah. Now, was that a decision made by you in the department or was that uh, kind of part of the play well this play it's interesting this play is often performed in big stages and i chose to put it in the marsh theater this year which is our black oh wow so intimate little theater yeah small and it's intimate and we decided i decided what we were going to do is tell the whole story from simon's bedroom and we used all the things from his bedroom to tell the story of going into space and, and what that looks like 
Um, so we adapt everything that's in there to tell story the same way that children do, right? You know when you're hanging out with kids and everything, like last night my son brought me a cup, uh, like a toy and told me it was coffee, you know? Yeah. And I had to drink it and my other son followed him and was like, green milk, mama. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? Because we just adapt whatever's around us to be something else all the time. Um, so I kind of took that format where we just adapt everything in his room to tell the story um, as we go into space and then hopefully our audience members um, get to use their imagination as we follow this, this child's story. I absolutely love that. I had a nephew who every time I'd go to visit, he would bring out every one of his favorite toys <laughs> and he would tell me a story associated with it. Yep. And these little plastic things you know, were so important. They were a whole world, a whole universe to him. And, and I would always try to engage as much as possible. You know, yes, that's not Iron Man. That's a different character. And, uh, he's being used in this way and, and it's just as real now as anything else. So where and when can I see this play? Where and when, um, we have two private shows actually on Friday for schools. And then on Saturday, we have our public show at 1 p.m. at the Ohio Theater. So in the Mars um, for families to come or anybody who just wants to watch a, a beautiful story, a beautiful, fun, light story play out. Is this free and open to the public or is there a, a cost? There's a cost. I think it's $5 for children. It's a little more for adults. I can't remember if it's 10 or 15 um, for adults. So, yeah. Well, this would be a great show. Yeah. Take the kids to on Saturday. Yeah. Sit down and just let your imagination roam. That's it. It's the best, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of time, but was there any challenges in in organizing and, and developing this production? Mm. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I actually turned around to one of my students. We, we're always, every rehearsal, there, there's stuff to figure out. All the time. How are we getting this object here to here to here? How are we getting this person from here to there? How are we going to tell this part of the story well? Does this look good? I don't know if it looks good, right? <laughs> we have these questions all the time, and they don't really, they never really stop. But one of the things I noticed in my class the other day is my students now immediately go to, why don't we do this? Okay, I think maybe this would work. Isn't this the best way to do it, Lauren? Right? And I said to them, I don't, I don't, I think we're unusual in that we just problem solve all day long, my students. It's like this really unique set of skills. We just figure stuff out all day, every day, and make it work. That's fantastic. Um, Doc, yeah. I've run out of time with you. I want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you for the conversation. Thank and thank you for the lesson. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. No problem. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. the season to be jolly and at first federal bank and trust we're spreading the joy with our merry and bright three-month cd special get into the spirit with a fantastic 5.38 percent annual percentage yield and here's the best part there's no opening deposit required but that's not all if you're planning to make a larger investment this holiday season you can enjoy an even merrier 5.48 percent apy with just a two hundred fifty thousand dollar opening deposit don't miss out on this limited time offer visit us today or go online at efirstfederal.bank where your holidays are merry and bright member fdic 
Chris Hayden with Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. November's the time to get out and shop and travel for the holidays, so make sure your vehicle's tires are ready for the road. Bob, bring your vehicle in and we'll help you select the right tires from a host of top tire brands. All of our tires come with the price match guarantee. Provide us with a better price at the time of purchase and we'll match it. If you find a better price within 30 days of the purchase, we'll refund the difference. That's how confident we are. You can't beat our tire prices. Waring Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online at waringsheridan.com. McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan have a career opportunity for you. They're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members to join their fantastic team starting at $17 per hour. At McDonald's, Larry Starro and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals. Open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of McDonald's. Ready to join the fun? $17 per hour? Go online to mchire.com to submit your application or stop by any Sheridan McDonald's location to pick up an application in person. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer. Whether you're style is modern, classic, eclectic, or rustic, your home is where your heart is. So make sure you're in love with the function and design. Look for the Connect Flyer in this week's Country Bounty, where you'll see savings like 10% off their Marilat Basics collection, or get free cabinet hardware when you purchase Marilat Masterpiece Cabinets. Shop even more savings on flooring, decking, doors, and tools to get the job done. Remember, they offer in-house kitchen and bath design, too, at Connect Home Center, 1836 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. ERA Carroll Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. Five winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Bighorn Merck Pizza, Heartland Kubota, Sheridan Hall, First Federal Bank and Trust, and Roosters. Just go to the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. Hi, this is Kim with ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays. Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930.